Hello, everyone, and welcome to Not Playing to Win. It's a board game podcast for architects and urban planners and the creatures of the forest, I guess. My name is Kate, and with me, as always, is Arizona. Hi. And Sarah. Hello. We're talking about city building games today. Are you so pumped and ready to construct? I love building cities. I love making my own little universe that I then destroy at the end. You make universes that are not, like, hospitable to human beings living in them. (laughs) Every city builder I've ever played with you, you have, like, nuclear wastelands everywhere. (laughs) Or, like, building the factories. Yeah. Because that's where the future's at. It's manufacturing. <laughs> Your people have to live in toxic waste. Well, Arizona doesn't care about those people. You don't see them. She They're not real. People. No. In fact, the first game we're talking about today, the people are actually just dice. They're not even real people. Uh, they They're represent just... people. Uh, just dice. <laughs> I feel like you could say the same thing about meeples. They're not actually people. But they're shaped like people, so you kind of believe that, you know... <laughs> A real person that you're hurting with your decisions. Okay. <laughs> so you can cause as much torment as you like as long as we're representing them with a die instead of like a little human shaped? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the first game we're talking about today is Era Medieval Age. Um, it's designed by Matt Leacock and published by Egertspiel. I can't pronounce it. Egertspiel? Egertspiel. That's it. I feel like you took a lot of German. <laughs> yeah, I did. I took a lot of German and I should be able to easily say that, but that's fine. Just like you should be able to say Pico de Gallo and not Pinko de Gallo. That's true. That's based true. on your, your ethnic heritage. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> In era, you're building your little town and you have a board that's represented by little pegs. So the whole thing is all pegs and you have buildings and the buildings have little pegs in the bottom. So you put them in there. So they're little 3D buildings that you will build when you collect resources. And then it's, you put them inside of your board. So like the game is played over six, there's six steps for each round. You start off by rolling your dice. So the dice you have, as I said earlier, they represent people. So you have three yellow dice to start with that are all peasants. Um, and these will give you things like, re- they'll give you resources such as food, wood and stone and then you have a gray dice which is a noble and that one has your swords and your shields um and also disasters so the first player rules everyone rolls their dice and whoever has the most swords gets to be the first player because i guess you have the most military strength well i mean yeah it makes sense like if i have more swords than you i'm gonna do whatever i want because i'm just gonna be like it's true brandishing my sword in your direction yeah, exactly. And then you'll um, roll them and you collect the resources on there. You can re-roll them up to three times so like to try to get the best resources. And then you add those on your little, you count them with the little peg to keep track of how much you have. And then you'll have to feed your people, which is the dice. So you have four dice to start with, so you need four food to feed them. As the game goes on, you can build buildings that will give you more dice. Which will let you get more resources or more swords. And then there's ones that like let you get fancy things like more treasure or more books, which I'm not sure what they call them, but they're, they're books. So it's like knowledge culture? for your city. I think culture. It's culture. Yeah. Culture. That's it. Supposedly it's bad to not feed your people. Yeah. It's not great to not feed your people. I don't people. know. How bad could it be? <laughs> um, Dice don't eat. Be- I can't imagine it matters at all. <laughs> exactly. You get, it gives you more negative points at the end. So it's not. 
a great thing to not feed your people. <laughs> There's also disasters. So they're little skulls on the dice because obviously that's what disaster looks mm-hmm. like. And these things will do such as giving you scorched earth, which is like a square that you put on your board. So it's like empty. It takes up space in your board where you can't build anything because it's scorched earth. And there's also things that will advance your disaster track, which is, again, the negative points at the end. There's things that like will set fires to your buildings. So you might just have a building burned down, which would be very sad because you had to spend one, resources. Can that one spread to other buildings if they're close together? I think it's just limited to like... You choose a building. Yeah, you just choose one building to do it. It would be kind of interesting if that was the same as, like, the disease one, where if things are close together, it spreads. Yeah. You just burn your whole town to the ground. Yeah. It would really suck. <laughs> and then it becomes scorched earth. <laughs> yeah. It becomes scorched earth. I mean, that would make the most sense, obviously. On the dice, one of the symbols also a little build symbol, so like a little hammer. And that lets you, tells you how many builds you have. So, like, let's say you have all the resources possible, but you never get a build symbol. You can't ever build any buildings, which is really sad. It's happened to me before. And then I'm just like, you can only have so many resources. Mm -hmm. And then if you can't actually spend them, it's very disheartening. Um, So everyone takes then build their build action. And the last one's extort, which is what that sword and shield die will do. So, like, if you have more swords than me, you can attack me and steal one of my resources. And if I have shields or I can have shields to defend me, or we could just like each have the same amount of swords, then nothing will happen. But it is really sad if someone comes and steals a treasure from you because treasures are harder to get and you need them to build a lot of the buildings. Then all of a sudden, it's just sad that you don't have them anymore and someone took them from you. Uh, so the various like buildings, there's like a whole bunch you can build. You can just build walls to, which helps give you more points at the end. And then there's like longhouses and townhouses and churches and monasteries and universities and all the buildings like require a different amount of resources. They'll give you points at the end and then they have effects. So either they give you another die or they give you more resources. The hospital, for example, makes you immune to the disease disaster that happens or like they'll just give you more points at the end like if you have this if you have the guild hall then at the end each of your resources is worth a point versus being worth nothing so that's really exciting to me the bits of this game are the buildings themselves and they are glorious they are they're, they're cool like they're each like individually plastic modeled mm-hmm. and they have pegs at the bottom to fit into your little pegboard and they're fun to touch and play with and they're different mm-hmm. shapes and colors i like the walls too. The walls the are walls nice. Are, like fun to put up. Mm-hmm. And the walls come in different sizes too, mm-hmm. so like they can fit nicely onto your board in different configurations. Do you guys remember when we got to demo this at Gen Con? And I feel like the guy leading the demo was mad at us because we're just like, oh, look at this building. Oh, look at this. I'm going to snap this in my board over here. And he's just like, I would like to teach you this game now. <laughs> that guy was very over us, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Because he didn't actually, I feel like he didn't teach us the game very well anyway, but we were so enthusiastic because the bits oh, yeah. were so good. Yeah. I mean, it was Sunday. I can't blame yeah. you. It was Sunday. And actually, I didn't buy this game originally at Gen Con. I bought it a couple months after because it was, I, and actually it's funny because we went into Gen Con and I wanted to demo this game. Like I had my list and I like, Era was like right there. Like this game sounds great. I want to mm-hmm. demo it. And then every time we went there, it was so busy. So we didn't demo until Sunday. And then at Sunday, I was like, I really want this game. Oh, but I've already spent all of my money. (laughs) Well, also, I think when we demoed it at 
Gen Con, like, they had it out with the nice playmat, mm-hmm. and then it turned out that they weren't selling it with the playmat, which w- made me angry. <laughs> I remember, I was mm-hmm. like, I want this game, but only if it has the playmat. They said that, they, at least at that time, they weren't even, like, actually producing it for consumers. Yeah. They're like, oh, we didn't realize people would want this. We only made it for the con. It's just like, how did you not know that people would want this? I know. Yes. Like, people go apeshit for, like, nice upgrading bits. Yes. Yeah. Which, the playmat is available now, so you can purchase it i'm hoping they fixed it they fixed yeah. it and the playmat's really nice just because you don't need it i mean you never need no a play i mat. think now that we've played it without the playmat i'm like why was i so insistent on thinking i needed the playmat but i think that if you bought the playmat i'd be like how did i ever play this without the playmat that's, that's how i feel so like we talked before about century golem edition mm-hmm. and then having a playmat again you don't need the play yeah, mat, the play but mat. it's just so much nicer with the yeah. play mat and it's nice that they have like the little in this one the little sections for each building that you put into it and it just you know it just elevates the gaming experience yeah. that's just so how come yeah. you haven't gotten the play mat yet <laughs> because it's shipping and i think it i think the reason the shipping was expensive is because i think it's coming from germany maybe oh from uh the company but yeah, try to say it again Go no ahead. i won't i won't <laughs> spiel oh you did a good job yeah. that time that's why I think. So I'm hoping I get the have it for sale at Gen Con. But mm-hmm. what they also have for Gen Con that they announced being released is the expansion. <gasps> um, I'm just learning about this now and I'm yeah. in real time. In real time. <laughs> so there's already like a little mini expansion that they made that just includes, I think it's two new buildings and a new die, which you can buy now. But then they're each releasing a whole new expansion. It's hard to find a lot of information about it, but there are going to be little bridges and roads and rivers that you can add to your city. I just think the bridges, like watching the video about this, the bridges are so cute because you have like a road and then the bridge fits over it and it has like a little opening in it. I, the bridge is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jizz myself over the bridge <laughs> when we see that, that little model. It's gonna be so cool. It just looks so cute. Can I just have a town that's just bridges? Yeah. <laughs> bridges and water. Yeah. Because you need something for the bridge to go over. So Are there actual, like, first. little water pieces to snap onto your board? They're, like, little blue blue pieces that you, that you put in there. Yeah. Darn. Down. I don't yeah. need I don't need anything else. It's just a very beautiful, picturesque town of bridges. Yes. Perfect for Instagramming. <laughs> <laughs> for ye old Instagramming, I guess, since this takes place in the medieval <laughs> era. <laughs> yes. It is hard for me to find more information on it, but it will add, it sounds like, some other components to the game. And some new mechanisms, but it is set to be released at Gen Con this year, so I am very excited that hopefully I can buy that the expansion exciting. and the playmat for this at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll make you a package deal. Oh, that'd be so nice. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't love a package deal when you buy a game? <laughs> so my favorite part about this game is just the little buildings. I just like putting them in. Also, the fact that it's on a little peg system, I like to try to build the most like efficient, compact town. Mm. But, like, you can't have your buildings all touching because then they might get seized. I find it very frustrating to try to figure out where I want my buildings, where they don't touch. I just want them to be able to touch because it makes it so much nicer. It does. You know? If you can, like, maximize... Because you can fit a lot more town in there if they touch. It's it's hard life. It is. Do you have a favorite part of this game, Sarah? The, the buildings themselves I like the best. They're all such cool shapes. I think I really like the guild like the fancy ones that are like sort of like the end game ones like there's a guild hall and a university and a cathedral that are really nice they're really fancy and kate i think you only demo this game at gen con 
Yeah, I haven't played it since we demoed it. So obviously my favorite part is just those bits because I couldn't keep a little, <laughs> little pause off of them. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to get like one of each building just so that I could like have it. Well, yeah, obviously. And I remember being very frustrated that they were component limited. And I'd be like, they are. the fuck did you buy that building yet? I don't have one yet. You don't need two. I need one. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. Like, so like there's only like three hospitals if you're playing with four people. Oh, yeah. Not everyone gets to have a hospital. Or someone could choose to have two hospitals. That greedy person. <laughs> yeah. Why do you need two hospitals when some of us are out dying of the plague? Do you need a hospital if you just spread your buildings apart really far? You don't. It's true. It's but true. But then I you want not, it. That's sufficient. how medicine works, right? It is. As long as you're not touching people, you can't get diseased. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it is medieval era. They thought all kinds of things <laughs> prevented disease. And I forgot to say that this game is one to four, 45 to 60 minutes. The one player mode changes things a little bit, um, but it's basically the same. And I had a lot of fun playing it one player. It was difficult for me. I thought I did pretty well, but they gave you this nice little chart. Oh, yeah, I love the chart that tells you like, what your score is and what level you are. So I got peasant and it says a fair start. At least you have your freedom. It's like, oh, thanks. That's better than surf, which is a poor showing. Keep working the soil. <laughs> and the best one you can get is Pope, which is your dice were surely wow. blessed. The Pope is above <laughs> a monarch even. Yeah. Wow. What's well, the medieval age? I know, but... Well, yeah, because the Pope has his power straight from God. Exactly. The king has to answer to the people. That's pretty cool. I just like that it has that little level and the little comment, just to, you know, just a little bit of flavor text, always. Flavor text never hurts anyone. (laughs) Only helps. But that is Era Medieval Age. Hooray! Huzzah, Kate. Huzzah! (laughs) Huzzah! (laughs) In Tiny Towns... You are the mayor of a tiny town in the forest, where the smaller creatures of the woods have created a civilization hidden away from predators. This new land is small and the resources are scarce. You take what you can get and never say no to building materials. That's what the publisher has to say about this. That's so cute. I don't think the one we first played this, I don't think I even noticed it was supposed to be like animals that were building the tiny town. I think they could really lay the theme on a little thicker because like just like some of the cards that have pictures of the buildings, like maybe you'll see that there's like a tiny little mouse like sweeping the steps or something, but they're not in all the cards. So it's not like very obvious, but it's way cute. Yeah. Also, that, that makes sense why you just never say no to materials because people will give you all kinds of shit. And you're like, yeah, I guess I'll put this in my town. I got no <laughs> plans for it. Oh, sometimes I wish I could say no. Yeah. Anyway, so the point. Of tiny towns is that you get a four by four grid on a board, which represents your town, and you place different resource cubes on it in different kind of arrangements and layouts. And as long as you get them in the specific pattern that matches a building type, you can build that building. And all the buildings do different stuff. They all have different scoring methods. So you're just trying to design your little town, but you have to kind of design it haphazardly as a community because you go around and on everyone's turn they pick one building resource like i pick wood and then everyone has to take wood regardless of what building they are building and if it needs wood or not and regardless if the last four times people have said wood and you're like how could anyone need this much wood in their life what the hell am i gonna do so yeah that's that's the general gist of it i guess the first player is the player who has most recently constructed something in real life. And I love a game with a first player rule. Although this one, I feel like 
at least in most of my circles, ends up with a lot of bullshitting because, like, one, have I actually, like, built something? Yeah. <laughs> We're still wondering if, like... Oh, but, like, I made a craft project, or, yeah, like, I built my Lego X-Wing. I'd say, like, so. Legos count, right? But... Yeah. I don't, a craft well, I mean, project in general maybe doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, but what if no one else has constructed anything ever? That's true. Then... You probably just break out your schwazi. <laughs> I feel really bad because I played this game yesterday and I think we just forgot about the rule and did schwazi it. Yeah. But our friend our friend Justin was here and he actually like does woodworking projects. <laughs> <laughs> so he was wronged. So yeah, it plays one to six players. I have not played the one player mode, but I think it works pretty similarly to um, how you're describing arrow works, you're kind of playing against yourself and there's just like a chart of kind of how you did based on your total score. So you could be anywhere from an aspiring architect to a master architect. Ooh. And then in the middle, there's like apprentice, carpenter, engineer, stuff like there that. There must be some sort of mechanism for it to like randomly introduce resources. Resources? Though? Yeah, there's, um, there's a deck of cards. Oh, okay. oh, that have oh that's them. what those cards are for. Yeah, yep. I remember seeing those in the box. <laughs> you can actually use the cards for a multiplayer, too, as like a variant mm. instead of people picking it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of that. thought it was stupid, but having played a six-player game yesterday, I feel like you would maybe actually get less fucked by the deck than you would by five other <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because I think with the deck, you actually like, you flip like three cards and then on like the fourth round, just everyone just picks whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So you are kind of getting your own pick more often mm-hmm. that way because only getting every sixth resource being the one you want, like fucking sucks. <laughs> I got negative points. I had like no buildings because jackasses needed all these resources that what are they even using it for? Well, because six six resources and if you don't get resources that you can use to make a building... Your board is basically full, almost. Like, yeah, there's only sixteen squares. Like, yeah, so like five unneeded resources is a lot of five unneeded resources is like a lot, especially if you then accidentally put them in a configuration where you can't like make anything later. Mm-hmm. You're so screwed. So I guess I see the yeah. Point. So yeah. I, there's maybe some merit to it for multiplayer because mm-hmm. yeah, six player is frustrating. Two-player tiny towns can be a little bit peaceful. I mean, obviously, I'm still going to get mad at the other person for some things, but you Mm -hmm. have so much more wiggle room when you're only going every other. Plus, with only one other person to focus on, you can kind of guess more, I think, what they're building and like predict what they're going to call. So, yeah, I think the best part of this game is the bits. It comes with different little house and building shapes that you put on your board once you have the materials in the right shapes. Each building is like a category. So like there'll be like cards with red backs and there'll be like like eight different buildings with red backs and you pick one of them to be in each game and then there's like the red building. So you kind of mix up which possible buildings are in there. Yeah, so like the red one looks like kind of like, like a little like barn. So it's like a lot of the farm and like food producing things. There's one that looks like a church. Mm-hmm. There's one that's a little cottage. So they're all adorable and I like to play with them. And then, obviously, the master builder hammer, the first player token. I love is the hammer. The best thing in the world. It's so cute to hit on the table and say, I declare wheat. This yeah, time. I love it because I realize I always use it as like a gavel because I bring yeah. it. Yeah. I, I use it to like call to order my turn of building. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> I want wood. <laughs> well, you, I feel like you have to hit it on the table when you declare what you, you want. You need to get people's attention, yeah. Yeah, to get people's attention. It does Necessary. work really great at the end if you're mad at your town or someone else's town to just destroy it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. I've never done <laughs> that. that in particular. Like you can really get, like, some rage out. 
um, <laughs> especially in those bigger games where people are getting in my fucking way of building my tiny, adorable, cute little woodland creature town. <laughs> For this game, just a few short days ago was released the expansion, Ooh. Tiny Town's Fortune. Ooh, fortune. The box of this is what made me realize it has animals in it because <laughs> it shows them prominently on the mm-hmm. on the box. The rule book has like this tough looking like crow bouncer guy like trying to kick a slug out of a club. I don't really know. What's <laughs> no slugs in the club. <laughs> but the plot of Fortune, I will read from the publisher again because it's cute. In Tiny Town's Fortune, the creatures of the forest have found a way to trick each other into thinking shiny bits of metal have arbitrary value. It's very useful, so much though that you can use this thing called quote-unquote money to get other creatures to give you almost anything in return for the right number of shiny bits. So yeah, Fortune adds money. So it adds actual little, their little wooden coins. They're very cute. The head side of the coin has a little mouse face and the tail side has an acorn, obviously. Aww, I like Because that. that's what you would use as currency before that. Um, it comes with six um, like little chests. It's just like a little cardboard piece, but it looks like a treasure chest. And it has mm-hmm. cute little cutouts to hold your coins in. Aww. And like the cutouts are like that kind of like half size cutout. So like the coin sits in it at an angle. So it really looks like it's like filling up the chest really Aww, cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then it has a few new buildings that all have to do with money. So some of them will have like different abilities if you spend money on them. The biggest way that you get money is if you build two buildings at once. Like if you lay out all your cubes in the right configuration to make a building, you're, you don't have to build it right away. You can wait. The cubes are there in your way, but you could wait. So if you can, like, plan ahead to build two buildings at once, then that's how you get a coin. I'm intrigued. So, yeah. So extra in this game, your board just fills up really fast, which I think is why that six-player one was so much harder. Because, like, my board was already full just, like, from my own bullshit. So Mm -hmm. I did not have room for other people's nonsense. (laughs) But it's cute because it's more buildings. I think a lot of the buildings did have more pictures of cute animals on them. That's good. And uh, one of them, is, one of the buildings is an oddities shop, which I liked a lot. Ooh, I like that. And there's a, a tea house. So it's just, it's mad cute. It sounds adorable. It sounds super cute. I feel like it's really stressful, but I think that's actually just because the first time I played it was with six players. Yeah, that would be a little, the six players, Yikes. I only played it once that way and it was a lot. Of people. I mean, it's nice that you have the option to play six players because it's a pretty easy game to break out for groups. Mm-hmm. It's just it becomes frustrating. And somehow it felt like it went on forever because my board was full so early. And it's like, OK, my town is done. I'm done. <laughs> How like, is anyone else feeling yeah, their board? A year later, it's like, you still have room to construct buildings? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's going on here? Yeah. So it doesn't do either. You have a favorite part of tiny towns. I mean, it's the first player token. I love having that little hammer. I love hitting the hammer on the board when I declare it. But this game is so cute with all the bits, but it's just, I really like the hammer. Yeah. I think it's fun to hold and pass. And then I get annoyed when other people don't ex- realize we're playing with our friends and I kept like giving them the hammer and they just like would leave it there and didn't even touch it when they yeah. declared the resource. And I was like, don't you know, you need to declare it by hitting the hammer on the table. Otherwise, <laughs> how would people know that you're declaring a What's resource? What's even the point of having the hammer? What's even the point? That's how I feel. I think my favorite part is all the little buildings. They're so cute, and they come in such nice, cute, fun colors. When we played this most recently, though, I was kind of sad, because I think we played it at your house, Kate, recently, and, like, you guys have that nice, like, 
Lazy Susan for board oh, game yeah, bits. Oh, yeah, we do have that. And, like, they it. fit so nicely in that, and we don't have that. And I was like, <laughs> I wish that we had a nice Lazy mm-hmm. Susan to put all these bits in. I love the weird board game Lazy Susan. <laughs> What's your favorite part? I mean, besides the hammer and the buildings, I really like a lot of the cards because I've been noticing more and more of the little animals on I'm them. I'm going to have to look now. There's one card. It's it's the orange building. I don't remember which specific one it's named, but it's like one of the religious buildings. So it's like a mm-hmm. church or a monastery or something. And it has what for a long time I thought were just like two little squirrel like priests or something just like walking down the halls. But yesterday that I real- realized that they're chipmunk monks. It's oh, so cute. chipmunks. <laughs> That's very cute. So I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> That's smart. Yes. I'll have to keep my eye out for the animals because I feel like when I've played before, I've never really looked that closely to see. Yeah, not all of the buildings have it, which is disappointing, but some of them do. Like I know I have like, my, my uh, monument, which is like a building that each person builds individually. So everyone has their own card for that one mm-hmm. mine was like an observatory or something and you could see like a little bird like with a what the fuck is that thing called like a telescope <laughs> a telescope okay. well no not a telescope binoculars like a single binocular what's that called like a spyglass or something yeah a spyglass <laughs> he was observing from the observatory it was cute okay okay <laughs> okay we believe you it was cute yeah that's all i got for tiny towns it's tiny and it's towns. The towns are tiny. The citizens are tiny. <laughs> the buildings are tiny. And we all know the tinier something is, the more adorable it is. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Proven fact. I am going to talk about Suburbia, which is a one to four player game. It's supposed to take about 90 minutes. Um, it's made by Beezer, Beezer Games. Beezer, Beezer Games. Beezer. I have a feeling that that is not at all how it's pronounced, but that's how I always say it. I don't know. Yeah. I've always said Beezer Games, but I guess you're right. I don't Aren't know they like true. French or something? It's probably like Beziers. Oh, oh I thought maybe. It was German, but that would make sense. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> the people from, from Beezer Games. Beezer Games. <laughs> we're saying it wrong. <laughs> anyway, this game is about building a city like all the games in this, in this episode. <laughs> Um, specifically, it's supposed to take place in sort of a, like, 1950s-y kind of time period, and you're building a suburban sort of sprawl, I think. Essentially, you have, like, a tile, it's a tile laying game, so there's tiles out in the market, and you pay for a tile that you want to place, and you're playing whoever is the first player. I forget what the... It has a special name, like Master Builder or something like that. Or maybe City Planner. That sounds like maybe the right title. Number one cool guy architect. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely it, mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you play... You pay whoever that person is, and you have a choice. Like, the some of the tiles are only, like, $2 or $0 or whatever, and they go up in prices. They are more recently introduced into the the marketplace. And the tiles are generally, like, residential, like, places, like, houses and stuff, or factories, or sort of, like, city building, like, administrative type I always just thought business. Business. Like the blue, blue for business. But they also have, like, city hall and stuff is that. Oh, no, that's great. 
Oh yeah, there are. I think the gray ones are like city, like city, like what is that? What would you buildings. call that? That's what oh, I meant. Oh, okay, sorry. Those ones, yeah, I would call those government buildings. Go, okay, government buildings and and businesses. So there's mm-hmm. those four different kinds. And when you start, you start with like one factory, one residential area, and one I think park. I think, I think it's a park. Park, yeah. Park. And they all have different sort of general abilities. Like the residential areas tend to be like you get more people into your town and each person is worth like a certain amount of money essentially or costs a certain amount of money you want to increase your there's two essential stats which are people and money i think it's reputation i think it's reputation oh yeah the people the people represent reputation Mm -hmm. right represent reputation and money so at the end of each round, you will get income and you'll get people in your town. And as your people go up, um, you can, you start to cross like these borders where your income goes down. So and your like, reputation and your down. reputation goes down. So like every time you get too many points, you lose like one point from your income and your reputation. And then you get one less person and you get one less, um, money every round after that because your city's becoming bigger and people requires more funding i hate that part because it always makes me want to be like fuck all these people i don't want people in my town i just want a beautiful empty wasteland like a a nice perfect model town with no people in it (laughs) to fuck things up and also you can always so if you start running out of money essentially you can flip a tile over and on the back of all the tiles are lakes and if you put a lake next to some other kinds of tiles you get money from each tile that it touches essentially which has led us to all believe that there's always money in a lake there's always, always money, money in a lake uh, yeah it's also- something that you would hear frequently playing this game with us is guess it's time to build a lake because there's always money in a lake mm-hmm. yeah and there's penalties for putting certain kinds of buildings next to other buildings people as it happens, do not like to live next to nuclear waste plants or factories. Or the dump. Or the dump. <laughs> they don't like to live next to the airport either, do they? No. Not yeah, they don't the like airport. to live next to the airport. There's all kinds of things that can get you <laughs> worse points mm-hmm. because people don't... Maybe you didn't want to hear the airport, you should have moved to the freaking suburbs where the airport Basically, is. it feels like anything that has potential to get you money is something that people hate to be near. (laughs) So it creates a lot of problems when you're planning your city where you're just like, I can either have something that's helpful to like get more stuff or I can have these people be happy, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's always annoying to have people. There's also, I feel like this, the sad people tile that's like, I think it's, is it called like the projects or something? Yeah, there's a couple. And like, yeah, they, or negative against, like, because they also don't want to live next to the airport or the businesses, but, like, they also are negative when they're next to other residential communities, because other oh, residential yeah, people right. apparently so don't want to see the poor people. Yeah. And that one, I feel like, is especially I sad tile. There's that, that one and the mobile home one. Oh, yeah. Maybe also has negative towards other people. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to see poor people, so. <laughs> yeah, essentially, and essentially... You are doing that until there's like a certain end game tile that shows up after you've gone through a certain amount of tiles on the game. And then it's just like a points thing. But it's very fun. I like building my city. Arizona always makes her city just 
factories and factories and business. And and then no people. Yeah. But all the money. People are how you win, but like who needs it? Yeah. Yeah. I have like the starting people tile and that's it. And I always try to balance my city and then end up feeling like no one is happy. <laughs> I feel like you always have a lot of people in your town. I'm like, yeah, why do you have all these stupid people? Because that's how you win. The people are points. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily just makes a city that's just like lakes from Lake from Town, USA. See the shining sea. <laughs> lakes. <laughs> anyway, there are three expansions to this game. Uh the first one is Suburbia Inc., which adds a lot of new tiles and goals, and it also adds something, like, goals that come up in the tile stack that, like, are sort of, like, mid-round goals, where, like, it'll be, like, whoever has the most of this gets points or something. So, like, whoever has the most people or something gets (laughs) points, or whoever has the most number of fast food restaurants or something. And it also adds borders. So you can make your town have a border. I don't know. Like you built a wall around, maybe you're a gated community. (laughs) In terms of like what that would represent in real life, I'm not sure. Well, I think like one of them is like a mountain range and Mm -hmm. there's stuff like that. One of them is like a beach. Yeah. Yeah. So one I mean, some thing, of them are bad though. Like I think one of them is just like a really giant fuck off like nuclear plant or something. Yeah. Like, so they all tile. each border has its own kind of like abilities, point values that it adds to it. So they're worth they're worth points and do things for you. You also can flip it over and have a beautiful lake, <laughs> which is worth double the amount of money that a normal lake is worth. <laughs> There's always money in a lake. Yeah. (laughs) The next expansion is called Five Star. It adds a fifth player, which is pretty cool because we always love things that are not just four player games. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it also adds popularity, which is the stars. So... It, it's just another thing to track. I think like it rises similarly to when you raise your income and your people, you can also raise popularity. And I haven't played with this expansion, so I don't know exactly, but it sounds kind of interesting. And then the third expansion is Nightlife. It's the best. <laughs> it adds Nightlife tiles, which have like the more Nightlife things that you get which can be, like, clubs and, like, fun stuff that you do. But there's also spoopy doops. Oh, yeah, there's a haunted house. I forgot. The haunted house is really cool. But anyway, it, it can add penalties at the end to have, like, a bunch of nightlife buildings. And there's also a few tiles that will, like nullify your negative points that you would get for having nightlife stuff. Yeah, because there's a lot of... All my favorites are the spooky ones, because I think there's, like, a... There's a haunted house and a graveyard, and I think there's, like, Mm -hmm. a vampire castle, and there are, like, some werewolves, because, like, it's a Beezer game, and they made werewolves, so Mm -hmm. there's werewolves and everything. But yeah, like, I think you can, like, ignore the, like, detriment from vampires if you, like, build a, like, a church or something. I don't don't remember exactly Splash with the holy water, and it's great. Yeah, they're very cool. The nightlife expansion, I look up, it says it's only available with the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. I'm spoiled. Patty got at the, it. At the moment, still, it's it's available only with the collector's edition. The collector's edition looks really nice, actually, though. It comes with the base game and all three expansions. It has new fancy art on the tiles, which make them look a little bit, like, more unique. So instead of everything having sort of very generic 
like this is a high rise building type art. It, it gets more specific to each type of building that it is, and it looks more three. The buildings look more three D and stuff. I thought the art looked really cool in the pictures. The art does look cool, but. I guess I never owned regular Suburbia, so I'm a lot more familiar with this deluxe oh, one mm-hmm. just because, like, it's the one that we bought recently. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is nice. I just don't remember how it, like, stacks up. The art the art on the base one is pretty, like, standard. standard. It's, like, it's, here's a blue building, here's a gray building, yeah. uh, all the blue tiles and, like, all the gray tiles. Yeah, they don't look very unique. I mean, they're, like, slightly detailed to show different stuff. Like, I think, like, the one that's the post office says post office in, like, little letters on the building and stuff. But they don't look that unique or interesting so mm-hmm. i thought not like the collector's edition yeah i thought that the nice. art looked much better on the collector's edition it also has individualized player boards and the player boards have recessed cube slots which yeah, that's really i nice. love i love a recessed cube slot I love to <laughs> it just put feels it in so slot. good i know it feels <laughs> so good must be some sort of like weird primal human instinct like we have those games for children that is just like put the star shape in the star yeah. <laughs> hole, you know, <laughs> something that we just love to do as human beings. <laughs> it's also got a really nice inserts and a tile tower, which you like put all the tiles into the tower and then it like releases them one by yeah, one. Yeah, I to really like the, the tower. Yeah, you just pull them out the bottom. I thought it looked really nice, especially because the inserts looked really good for having the whole game organized well. Like there are there are other inserts available online. You can get a broken token insert or like another third party insert. But the whole collector's edition is about a hundred dollars and like I think with three expansions, nice insert and the base game, like it's well worth it to get the collector's edition. Yeah, I might buy it. Like honestly <laughs> Arizona's like, on on Amazon right now looking at it. <laughs> like on Amazon right now it's like a hundred and four dollars and like yeah. I don't have any of the expansions and like I want the expansions. So like two expansions, I think they're each like yeah, and a lot of times, each, so. a lot of times I'm like, oh, collector's edition is not worth it, but this one I think is worth it because you get a lot in it, and then the the inserts are so nice, and the game by itself doesn't have any inserts; everything is just in bags, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a pain in the butt to set up sometimes. I have heard some people say that they just do not understand why the deluxe edition of this game exists and is so expensive, mm-hmm. but I think it's just because a lot of people see Suburbia as just like this kind of light, like throwaway game. They just they don't want to invest more than like thirty dollars in it and just like yeah. keep it light. And like it is a huge fuck off box. Yeah, it is. It's a but big, it's nice. It's a it big everything. box. I just I think it looks really nice and i guess it depends on your opinion on suburbia but i think that we play it enough that i would be pretty hyped to get the collector's edition of it yeah i really like suburbia it was like one of like i learned how to play castles and then Mm -hmm. right after castles like learned how to play suburbia castles of mad king ludwig is made by the same company and they're very actually i think that in suburbia they have a little one of the new tiles oh i think there is the castle, castle of, of yeah. king ludwig is what i read I yeah which that. is very cute because i know we discussed on our werewolf episode that they like have like a there's like a bezer universe <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think that's adorable i think that's really cute yeah i personally i personally like castles better than the, than suburbia in general but i love them both it's mm-hmm. just that castles is about castles and you can't beat that aesthetic yeah. <laughs> um so what is your favorite part arizona my favorite part is playing with our dear friend emily <laughs> and she tries so hard sometimes to not build lake town usa but 
it just always you see her and it's like <laughs> she has no money and she talks about how she's so poor she can't build anything and then she's just like might as well build a lake and then after she builds one lake it just she'll buy into- like one more like she'll buy she'll build one lake and then she'll buy one more building and be like oh now i have no money i guess i need another lake yep, <laughs> yep. and just watching her fill up her board with lakes. Yeah. Meanwhile, while I have my factory utopia going on, I just look, it makes me laugh. Cause then like my, I, think, I like, I have all this money. I don't have yeah. people, but I have all the money and all the nuclear waste you could want. I think one time Emily had the like, has the fewest lakes goal. Yeah. As like her personal goal. And you could see the internal struggle in her face mm-hmm. about how she wanted to build lakes, but she couldn't build lakes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, she still had like five lakes. And it was just that everyone else had built more lakes than her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, what's your favorite part? My favorite part is just trying to make a nice town. So, like, the opposite of what Arizona does. I know, <laughs> right? Arizona is so terrible to those people. Like, regardless of points, I'm just like, oh, this park is so nice. I bet they'd really like it. And, oh, yeah. an, an Italian restaurant. They can, like, sit outside near the park. It'll be so good. <laughs> and I never, like, win, but... Like, I'm proud of my little town. That's the thing I love about city builders is that I want to make a really good town. I want it to be good for my people. But Arizona doesn't play like that, which is why she always wins. Business but- is the future. <laughs> ugh, ugh, your stupid, ugly corporate town is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I love to make it look so cute and pretty, and- but I don't usually do very well. <laughs> at city builders because i'm too focused on making things look nice not playing to win dm yeah <laughs> sad what's your favorite part sarah mm, my favorite part is also putting my money in a lake <laughs> <laughs> love or like doubling you have you have the tiles that let you like double down on a thing and you can double down on having built your lake <laughs> so like yeah I just get money from a lake over and over again. Well, there's a tile that, like, I don't know if it's, like, a harbor or something similar to that, oh, but yeah. it lets you get double money when you build lakes. So instead yeah. of just, like, the $2 for building it touches, you get yeah. $4. So it's, like, everyone wants that tile because mm-hmm. then you'll get more money Yeah, when you put it into a lake. I know. I want that. Mm-hmm. Should we go to the board? Let's go to the board, the big board of board games. The big board of board games for the uninitiated is just a list of all the games that we've talked about, but we're ranking them by how heavy they are or complicated um, as voted on on BoardGameGeek.com. So we're just going to see how this stacks up to the other games we've discussed I'm still mad about Sparkle Candy. I finally like added it to like my actual like written list today, so I could like remember. And I was mad all over again. (laughs) What you you doing down there, Sparkle Candy? You just told us that you played Pretty Pretty Princess, and it rated higher than Sparkle (laughs) Candy, which is just ridiculous. And let me tell you something about Pretty Pretty Princess. There's not really any choices to make. No, you spin the dial, and whatever it lands on, you get. Although it does sometimes land on pick any one so you do have to choose like do i want a bracelet or do i want a earring? <laughs> uh, but it's not really strategic <laughs> also i i won that game so like you were the prettiest princess. Great. <laughs> prettiest princess okay back to our cities yeah i think cities are medium level complicated you think they're like trees i feel like i feel like they're around i trees. feel like they've got to be around trees trees and cities feel equally difficult to mm-hmm. me let's do era I think era is sort of maybe around a 2.3, like by Bosk. I could see that around level. I was thinking a little bit lower, more around like a 2.1. 
just like around where Arboretum and Parks are. But mm. um, BGG actually has it at a 2.4, so just above oh, wingspan. Okay. Oh. So cities are harder than birds, but maybe that's just because there are birds in them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, I bet medieval towns were were full of birds that were just pooping everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they probably had a lot of bird flu. <laughs> so then, if we have tiny towns, which is also a city, I feel like tiny towns... I'd say tiny towns is easier than era. Yeah, or in some parts it's harder. I think it's easier. I think it's right around the 2.4 mark of era. I think I'd put it by Arboretum. It goes right underneath Arboretum, 2.1. Oh, nice. Maybe it's just because I frequently end up with towns that are lots of empty spaces because I didn't plan it out right. Well, these towns are tiny, so they have to be easier than era in which the towns are probably normal size. They don't say they're tiny, so... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I think it is designed for humans and not squirrels. (laughs) Okay, and then we have suburbia, which I think I would put it above tiny towns, but not too much higher. So maybe back by Bosque at like a 2.3? Yeah, I could see that. It's actually the biggest boy of the bunch. Oh, oh, really? 2.77. Wow, that's wow. pretty high. That's pretty high. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of our highest games. Yeah, yeah that's it's right, right, it's below- right under Blood Rage. Yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, it's fun because sometimes after I play Suburbia, I feel like I have a bit of the Blood Rage. I mean, about all of the citizens of Arizona's town do. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. They live in perfect happiness. They probably <laughs> are like some sort of freakish mutants that eat other human beings like (laughs) my cannibalistic town (laughs) yeah they have like toxic waste poisoning they go out and eat other humans that's why they don't need any like food (laughs) places yeah because they don't have any they had to adapt yeah Yeah, they don't need like parks or like things that people like to be around because they just go out and kill other people (laughs) for fun Okay, then I suppose it's time that we wrap up by having a nice, fun question to talk about. And if yeah. anybody else has an opinion about this question that I will present shortly, please email us at notplayingtowin at gmail.com so we can know how you feel also. But today I thought it would be fun to discuss if you could pick one building to like custom make your own little building that you could play in any one of these three games, what building would you put in? Oh, a special building all for me? What do I like mm-hmm. in a building? What kind of what kind of buildings do I enjoy going to? I mean, part of me feels like the Suburbia Collector's Edition already did it by making a haunted house. I know, a haunted yeah, right? house is like a really good one. But I feel like there has to be another another choice besides haunted mm-hmm. house, even though I mean, who wouldn't want a haunted house? A beer factory. I was thinking a ballroom <laughs> building, but not like dancing ballroom, which is like a whole building that's just full of those plastic yeah. balls. And <laughs> like then you dive into pit. it. A ball pit? Just, just a, a ball, ball pit. pit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, what about like a whole no one of those like fun centers that has the ball pit, like Discovery yeah. Zone or whatever? Yeah. An arcade would be pretty cool. Oh, arcade would be good. Mm-hmm. It, interesting how that would work out in era, though. Like it would blow people's minds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right. Era's- well, I think the haunted house. An era would be. Oh no, haunted era would be. Oh my god, all this magic! The Pope would have to come and exercise (laughs) it. (laughs) I feel like them, like the first time, like they had a witch pop out of them from the wall, like yeah, fucking like they like pee their pants and just run away scared. Amazing. Versus now, we're like, oh wow, 
You made that witch pop out of yeah. the wall. I guess that's one of the gimmicks you have to do at a haunted house. <laughs> Chainsaw Man, though. Mm-hmm. That blew them away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After talking about how there's always money in the lakes, I want to add a banana stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how in much suburbia, could a single banana cost? $20? Because <laughs> in suburbia, you could use it for money. In era, I think... Because obviously the Renaissance Fair is exactly true to how mm-hmm. ye oldie times worked. So they'd have like ye oldie banana stand and it would be yeah. some guy in a costume standing out front just make yelling like dick jokes at you and trying to convince you to buy the banana. Yeah. And well, then you could throw actually, and then you could throw rotten bananas at him bananas, for money. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. To be fair, obviously during the Renaissance time, they weren't just normal bananas. As we've learned from going to Ren Fair, mm-hmm. they were monkey's tails so frozen chocolate covered bananas yeah mm-hmm. they didn't have the resources for any of that <laughs> uh ren will bake different yeah. <laughs> and then like obviously tiny towns it's like all animals they love bananas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i still think i think, like, I think for era i'd want i want them to have like a brewery a tavern or something i feel meadery. like they're missing i feel like they're yeah. missing that like mm-hmm. they don't have anywhere to get drunk and like these people need that in their lives. They live in the medieval era. They have poop everywhere and they are all dying of all kinds of diseases. <laughs> like people don't make it through childbirth. They should at least get to relax with a nice glass of beer at the end of their day. Yeah. <laughs> all of these games could have booze. Yeah. You need something to like, you know, detract from the monotony of your awful suburban Tavern life. filled with, with animals would be cute. Yeah, right? that would be cute because yeah, that would yeah, be like be the beginning of a mystical like animal adventure like all the All the types of beer would have like cute animal names, right? Like, mm-hmm. Or they'd be like made out of berries. and Yeah. Cute. It would be adorable. They'd have to be served in like little acorn cups because the animals are ah! tiny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cute. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't work as well for the beer, but, like, what if you made a little cafe? Because then the little acorn cup, like, you can get it to go because you can put the little acorn habit. Oh, oh, you put the lid on. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I love it, Kate. Let's monetize this bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go on Shark Tank and be like, okay, you guys, coffee shop for squirrels. I mean, you can make, a, like, a themed coffee shop like they do in, like, Japan and stuff and have, like, all the... This is getting into weird furry territory, but you could have, like, the waiters and waitresses be wearing, like, animal costumes. <laughs> I don't know if I like going that far, but you could have them just wear, like, cute animal ears or something would be okay, yeah. right? The actual building could be, like, in a treehouse or something. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could get, like, you, your little, like, pastries could be, like, those, like, the ones where they make the buns that are shaped like bunnies, you know? Oh, that'd be adorable. That are so cute. <laughs> that'd be adorable. I think it's, I think it would be great. <laughs> right, anything else? No, no. But I do feel like because we named this episode, we built this city. Maybe we should. What did we build this city on? We built this city on real cute bits. Oh, that was good, Kate. I mean, yeah, I do have that shirt that says we built this city on rock and wheat, but we didn't talk about about Catan. I know. Shout out to Catan. It's a real good city builder game. I just felt like everybody's already played it. (laughs) Everybody knows everything. We can do a a silly episode later and we can talk about all our favorite Catan memes. Yes. Because I do love to just make fun of Catan. In a loving way, obviously. I have a lot to say about my family and the way they play Catan, but <laughs> we'll save it for another episode. <laughs> all right, I guess that's all for now. So uh, send us an email if we missed anything, notplayingtowin at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at notplayingtowin.com. 
visit our blog notplayingtowin.wordpress.com our subreddit is r not playing to win please post some stuff there and then maybe i'll be inspired to do that too did i miss anything nope sounds good woohoo go build a town in a game or i guess in the real life either way yeah build something make something of yourself (laughs) bye bye Not playing to win.